celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Another stellar show on the way. It looks like our hero of the week does not know that he's the hero of the week yet. So we're not going to tell him. But I, Ooh, I can, yeah. this guy has done some fabulous things. He's amazing. You may have already heard of him. Uh, Joel Silverman will also be joining us, the author, with uh, some more about his color coding your dog. I really don't get it. He does it, training by the color of your dog. What if you're oh colorblind? I don't know. Okay. What if your dog has multiple colors? Yeah. We'll have to see how he does it. <laughs> Brindo. Also, yeah. we're, this is very cool. We're going to be talking to a lady whose dad invented and founded a company that has a GPS microchip. And this is the first of its kind, a microchip with GPS in it so that you can know where your dog is at all times. You know, and I want to correct like you that. because I think it was her mother. Her mother invented it? Yes. Not oh really? Father, it was her mother came up with the idea. We should be talking to her mother. Well, I'm just saying. I know. Hey, it's a it's a cool little family, mom and dad, and, and daughter promoting it all. Looks like it's going to be big business for them. I'd put that microchip in there. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, that's awesome. Also, we'll have your monthly pet event calendar with Janice Brown from Tales Inc. on the show today. And Tammy, what are you working on? Well, you know how when we were kids, we're taught. When you win, you don't gloat, right? Yeah. You know, good sportsmanship, all that good sort of thing. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, there's one pet food company that apparently didn't get the message Uh-oh. because they just won in a challenge against another pet company, Blue Buffalo, if you remember that. They got kind of in a bit of a jam because of the way they were marketing their products and putting down their competitors. Well, the company that brought that claim against them and basically won got just a little too excited and now finds itself in trouble. Uh-oh. A little too cocky. This is kind of silly. So this is between Hills, Mm -hmm. I believe, Hills Pet Nutrition and Blue Buffalo, and they've been kind of bickering back and forth about their advertising claims for, I believe, almost a year now they've been doing this. (sighs) Yeah, probably longer. It's it's been a long time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Blue Buffalo lost and has to change all how it does things, and it's doing that. But Hills just couldn't quietly go, okay, gee, great, we won. They kind of went just a little wacko. Well, this kind of thing makes me think about my food and which food I buy. Do I want to spend my money with companies that are bickering with each other? Mm Because really now, neither appeal to me because of all of this. Yeah, well, see, I just don't, I disregard the bickering. I want the best food. I don't care what they do. Well, they're spending too much time bickering. Yeah, they are, but I want the best. I know you do. Of course. You know what? If you are the best food, it doesn't matter. If you, you, if people are going to buy it. That's right. And they can bicker all they want. And, you know, if you got a good product, you're going to sell it. That's okay. right. While Judy's lining up our first phone calls for today, a story out of Gastonia, North Carolina. A fire started early last Thursday morning was a reportedly started by a cat. Uh-oh. Firefighters. The kitty's getting the blame. Yeah. Yep. Firefighters got there. matches. Uh, heavy smoke <laughs> coming from the homes, flames all over. And well, they did uh, an investigation and figured out the family cat knocked over a candle starting ah, the fire. People should know There's better. There's an easy way to prevent that. You don't leave really? candles no, lit. I never animals. even use candles in my house because of the cats. I yeah. don't. How do you how do you blame the cat? What if the window was open? Was the wind? We blame the wind. Yeah, cats don't burn down houses. Fires burn down houses. It's that's silly. Anyway, the family escaped without injury, but the cat hasn't been seen since oh, the no. fire erupted. So I don't know if he'll oh, no. be welcomed back or not. But he's then, afraid he's in trouble. Yeah, I bet he is. I hope he's okay. Yes, I certainly do too. That's kind of a downer story. Yeah, hopefully it is, this Hal. next call will cheer us up. 
toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Cheer us up. Hey, Joe. Hello. Where are you today? Kansas City, Missouri. Beautiful Kansas City. How can we help you? Well, I have a Rottweiler. She's seven years old, and she, she's had some problems of, uh, of uh, loss of bladder control. And we took her to okay. the vet, and the vet said that she had a bladder in, in, in infection. So we treated that, but I think she's still having problems with it from time to time. Okay. And it, once the infection got cleared up, is she doing anything where she's drinking a lot, or is it just a matter of she's leaking urine? Well, uh, she just, when she's laying around sometimes, she just has a, you know, loss of the bladder. Okay, you just find like a puddle after she gets up and walks away. Well, yeah, right. I mean, while, okay. while she's laying down, yes. Okay. And is she able to potty and void normally? Like she can go out and squat and she does her business and it seems normal at that time? Yeah, yeah. All, all of that seems normal. Okay. All right. And is she currently on any medicines right now? Just the medicine for the... Uh, bladder in, in, in infection. Okay. All right. Well, if if that has been checked out and the veterinarian feels comfortably that there's no current infection that's playing a role, you know, uh, we do commonly see female dogs uh, develop an incontinence problem. And there can be different reasons for that, but one of the more common can actually be um, a female incontinence, which can be hormone-related. So in some cases, it's a matter of just getting them on a medication that helps to strengthen the tone of the sphincter of the bladder, big word sphincter um, and uh, many dogs can do very well with that and there's a medicine basically it's called phenylpropanalamine or proin and that is uh, very useful my own little doggie is on that um, twice a day now there in addition to that some some dogs don't show good enough response with that so we might look at actually an estrogen compound um, and there's one called des which can be used either by itself or sometimes we'll use it along with this other medicine and to try to help that continence problem but it is um, if, if we feel comfortably that there's not other causes in infection, bladder stones, tumors, or say a back problem, then going down this road with medications can be very useful and it can actually help them from getting future infections because a lot of times when they're leaking urine on themselves, they can get little vaginal infections and skin infections and that just sets up for, for more and more problems. So I would definitely say, you know, it's time to ask if those medicines might be appropriate for your baby and, uh, you know, very treatable. My, my little girl, she's been on on her, uh, we call her pee pills. <laughs> she's on her pee pills, and she's actually on both of the urine continence medicines. That's what it took for her, um, but she does very well, doesn't leak through the night, and she can get up from a seated position without leaving me a little piddle puddle there behind. So well, I would this, definitely uh, look into that, Joe, and see if that's helpful for your girl. Uh, this dog, she, she was spayed about a year ago, and she's had okay. several, several litters of puppies, and uh, we, we got her through a shelter. And so I just wonder if, if that would have effect on it, her being spayed. You know, in some cases, yeah, we can see some uh, concerns with 
hormone-related uh, continence. Now, we do know that continence can happen in male dogs as well, so we can't always say it's estrogen-related and hormone-related in that way. But in some situations, yes, it can be hormone-related. So is it something that you say that spaying causes? Uh, yes, possibly, but yes, maybe not. Um, so... Um, very treatable if that is the situation and I would you know certainly look into the medication to see if we can help her with that okay thank you very much I'll, I'll check into that thank you Joe for your call today one 405 to talk to anyone in the dream team could be uh, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions or dog father Joey Volani we're all toll free one 405 8405 is that slow enough for you, Guido? Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. At Stella & Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella & Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella & Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. If you want to work until you drop, reduce your standard of living in retirement or lose more of your hard-earned money in the stock market, then just ignore me. But if you'd like to generate a steady, predictable income, I'm talking real wealth and financial security for as long as you live, then listen to this. A free report is now available that reveals the money-making secrets Wall Street and the banks don't want you to know. It reveals how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your money in the Wall Street casino. To get your free special report, visit bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Hey, this is Josh DeMel on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. Thanks to Dr. Fosters and Smith for making that possible. You can also listen to past shows, current shows, lots of resources, great app, and it's free. What do you got coming up there, Tammy? I see you working hard in the newsroom, as usual. Oh, yeah, and I do have a big old warning to anybody who doesn't play nice with animals, any abusers or neglectors out there, guess what? The FBI is now on your tail. Ooh. Okay. Yep, I, I, it's gone big story. time. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. You know, that that probably leads to, well, I mean, we, we've all known it. That leads to, I mean, people who abuse pets end up uh, abusing. I mean, look at, if you read anything about most of the mass murderers, they were all pet mm-hmm. abusers. Yep. So I mm-hmm. guess that's a really good introduction to finding out who, you know, who and what these people really are all about. I look yeah, forward absolutely. to that story. Uh, let's see. So, Judy, you're working on getting prizes for the Facebook contest this week with Allie, our new social media director. What do you got going for on there? Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. Coming yeah. up this week, we've got something called Dog Rocks. Dog do you, Rocks? Do you know what Dog Rocks Is are? it like Pet Rocks? No. No. no dog what? Rocks. <laughs> you know how when I you're not, you, you know, you try so hard to keep your, your lawn nice and green and your dog goes out there and pees and oh, makes and those the yellow, yellow stains. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is something that you actually put these rocks in your dog water bowl and it changes the pH balance of the urine. Don't ask me how it works. I don't know. Just put it in the water. The dogs drink it and it changes the pH balance so that they don't make your lawn all yellow. That's very cool. So if you want to win some of that this week, we need your Wacky Wednesday pictures because that's the new big thing over at our Facebook page is Wacky Wednesday. Even if you don't have pictures of your wacky pets, come on over and look at some of the wacky pets at Animal Radio. I need some of them. Yes. I need some of that for my neighbor, um, because <laughs> of the few, you know, every now and then I catch him in, in the backyard, and, and he's actually, um, and I live in a nice neighborhood, but I think he doesn't think anyone could see that, he, that he's peeing in the backyard. So, you know, I'll give him some rocks so he doesn't ruin the lawn. Yeah, we're not, wait, and we're not wait. talking about a dog here. Not the dog, him. No, no, no we're, we're, we're talking about we're talking human. So we're talking oh human. my gosh! Yeah, I know. Oh. Uh, we're just about yeah, to head, know. To, head to the phones at toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. I want to welcome brand-new station WNJE AM 920 in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, that would become our 126th station. It's so nice to have them. Trenton, New Jersey, you know a little bit about Trenton, don't you? Yeah, I do, actually. it's um, It wasn't real close to where I live, but, hey, um, yeah, Trenton's capital of New Jersey. Is it? I did not know that. Yes, it is. What are you going to be talking about later on anyway? Degreasers um, and um, how um, you can use them on your pet to actually, you know, get their coat all nice and clean and um, their ears if you're using medication. It's a problem for a lot of people. Okay. Do we we have like four or five calls. I don't know which one to go to. one 405 Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? Great. How are y'all doing today? Very good. Where are you? Good. I'm actually in Mississippi. I'm in Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Is that home for you? It is. It sounds lovely. It is lovely. Need to come down and visit us sometime. I'll be right there. I'll be there this afternoon. <laughs> How do you cook? You cook good? Oh, absolutely. Some of that good southern cooking? I'll be right there. Southern and Cajun. <laughs> Ooh, I love Cajun. Well, how can we help you today? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Okay. Well, hi. hi, Dr. Debbie. I have um, four cats, and I'm about to be transferring all of my pets, including three dogs, back to another home to live for a while. Now, two of those cats actually grew up in this home, but the other two I actually found at the hut where I'm living now. And so even though they've been here for brief periods of time, they've never been here a long time. But they love to go outside in the daytime. And my fear is letting them go out when they don't really know where they are because I had a similar... I had one instance with another cat that I found, and I actually brought it here... Uh, a couple of three years ago to live and he went out one day and I never saw that cat again. Mm. Yeah. And that's definitely the downside of having the kitties go outside, whether they're getting lost or some neighbor person walking by says, Oh, what a cute cat. I'm going to keep him for myself. I know. So 
That is that is definitely, and I guess in your heart, um, if for anyone who has a indoor outdoor kitty, that that is one thing that I personally don't like my cats to go outside. I like them to be indoor cats; they live a lot longer that way. Um, yeah. But that would be the first decision in your mind: is if if we can adapt them to an indoor lifestyle, then we can avoid this whole issue together um, okay. altogether. You know what we have? I just want to jump in real fast. What we have here at Animal Radio, we took this little fence. We made a cattery out of a, a dog run so they can go outside and be protected, and they can still have that long life because they can live an extra three to five years if they're an indoor animal just on the stress factor alone. Really? Well, sure. Well, the risk of, yeah, infectious disease and, you know, being around moving cars, all those things. So, yeah. So that would be definitely the the safest thing that I could advise. But now, so you're going to be moving these kitties back to that home, and do you you think you're going to let them outside then? Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they love to go outside now. Actually, my home where I'm living now is actually on a lake. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they can't get down to the lake, they love to go outside and just wander around. There's there's geese that come, and they like to watch them. And they just like, I mean, they, now they don't stay out all day. They go out and they come in. Okay. You know, so it's not like they stay out all day. But I know when they get here that that's going to be an issue, and I do not want to lose another cat. Sure, sure. Well, I'd say the the first thing with any move from one home to the other, um, regardless of indoor-outdoor status, I want to make sure that we have a couple things taken care of. One is I want to make sure all the cats are moved at the same time. Okay. Um, two, I want to make sure that that home is as settled as it can be before the cats arrive, uh, including furniture, boxes unpacked, um, the third thing I want to do is I want to make sure that they have, have a safe haven, a, a comfort room, if you will. And that would be where we can set up a corner, maybe a separate room, someplace that the cats can, if necessary, be confined, allow them to get very familiar with this area, um, have all of the favorites of their home, uh, home life, uh, you know, the hiding areas, the the beds, the food, um, favorite toys, maybe situated over a nice window where we can look outside. That okay. we want to have that comfort room ready for them. And preferably when I, we make a move to a new home, I like to give them a little time there just to settle down while we're getting everything uh, unpacked and then let them explore the interior of the home. Um, I definitely would not advise to just open the door and let these guys go outside because they need to learn their interior environment. Right. Um, before we even ask them to venture outside, let them get really familiar. And and then a lot of times with kitties, I will use, um, I love using pheromones, the natural scent hormones that have a calming effect on pets. And this is a great indication when we have something that upsets the home so much, we have a new world for them to explore. So I would look at getting some of the sprays or even the plug-ins of those pheromones because that might help ease that transition and make your kitty household a little happier during that move. Right. So. Now, where do you where do those call? Because I don't think I've ever seen those. You can get those through pet stores, veterinary offices, even some of the, the doggy catalogs, the online catalogs, things like that. Um, but you're basically looking for the pheromones. And they look like little plug-ins, like those little Glade plug-ins that you plug into your wall for fresh air. We don't okay. smell anything, but the kitties do. So, oh, yeah, look okay. for those. Okay. Yeah, and I think yeah, that... I've never heard of that. Yeah, and and I think we can get these kitties to, to move and just make sure you got lots and lots of resources for them, lots of uh, food and water bowls, lots of sleeping and litter box um, access areas for them. So as they're kind of finding their way around the home, um, they can work out that uh, that social environment as they're getting adjusted. I assume okay. they're spayed and neutered, right? 
Oh, they are. They okay. are definitely are. They are taken care of. They have collars. Now, they have not been, um, uh, what, what is the other? They don't, they chipped. have the collars. Chipped. They've not been chipped. Yes. No, they have not been chipped, but they mm-hmm. all have the collars with, with their names and, and a phone ID on it. Yeah, and I'd say any kitty that goes outside, actually any pet really, should have a microchip. Um, but especially for those pets that do venture outside because, yo, you never know when that collar might slip off. Um, in recent weeks, we talked about this on, with another collar. So, yes, I would say microchipping is a safety net that you know, I would get for these babies. Okay, all right. Very helpful information, Dr. Debbie. I sure do. Thank you. Think about that. Thank cattery. you for the call, Deborah. Think about, okay. Think about that cannery, Deborah. Okay, I'll tell All you. Right. What, I'm, I'm going to come over <laughs> for some food tonight, and I'll bring some uh, fencing. Maybe we can put something up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. You hear a lot of campaign promises, but in Sri Lanka, a presidential candidate is running on a bovine bill. Well, more specifically, he says that if he's elected, he'll buy a cow for every home on the island. Victor Hedegoda owns a very successful herbal medicine empire and says the cow plan would help fight malnutrition and help people prosper. He says the milk could be made into cheese and butter and sold. He also suggested that people who lived in apartments could make arrangements to have their cow taken care of. Hedegoda is hoping the gift of a cow will move citizens to cast their vote for him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Presented by Ford and Animal Radio, who sponsors Pet Botanics, Canine Covers, Snuggle Puppies, Easy Dog, Pets Best, and Red Barn. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters to support adoption events. Log on to get your licks on Route66.com to see where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit Natural Balance Inc. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced. Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed. All you ladies and gents out there enjoying the smooth sounds of the interwebs radio, Geico's got a special dedication to make. 
This one goes out to the inventors of the mouse. Because of you and your rodent-inspired design, people can click on over to Geico.com to pay their bills, manage their claims, and live lives of pure savings. Mouse Masters, you've clicked your way into our hearts for good. Enjoy this next song. It's going out to you. Geico. 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. Hi, this is Carrie Annie Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. This is big news. Cruelty to animals is getting its own category in the FBI's federal crime reports for the very first time. Local agencies will also track the crimes and report them to the FBI. Up until now, cases were included in the other offense category because the victims weren't people, they're animals. Now, there's real incentive for law enforcement agencies to pay a lot closer attention to such incidents. And with animal cruelty and neglect included in the report, agencies will be able to allocate officers and funds to handle the cases, track trends, and deploy accordingly. Is your pup an optimist or a pessimist? Research at Sydney University's School of Veterinary Sciences says that dogs, just like people, have those traits. And this could actually be valuable information here. It could dictate whether certain dogs are cut out for certain jobs. A pessimistic dog that avoids risks would be better as a guide dog, while an optimistic, persistent dog would be more suited to detecting drugs or explosives. Optimistic dogs are more likely to be unfazed at failing at tasks and more likely to pick themselves up and try again. Even for dogs who are just pets, all of this could help determine what kind of enrichment activities might help their well-being. So what are they naming their pets these days in the UK? Well, it turns out a whole lot of pet guardians there are so into their favorite TV shows that they're taking names from their pets from the shows. Poppy from Game of Thrones was the most popular name for both dogs and cats for the fourth straight year. Sherlock from that show, also a front runner. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster & Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian-owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster & Smith has thousands of name-brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at FosterAndSmith.com, because your pet's health and happiness come first. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right, 500 business cards for just $9.99. What's more, you can choose between hundreds of designs or upload your own and customize them easily. And because they're from Vistaprint.com, the cards are of top quality and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. So visit Vistaprint.com today and get 500 shots at turning your dream into reality. Hurry, because this offer won't last long. To get your 500 business cards for just $9.99, go to Vistaprint.com. 
click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 1313. That's Vistaprint.com. Click on the link in the upper right corner and use promo code 1313. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Hi, this is Dean Coons on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, Dog Father Joey Volani. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone and Android, made possible by Dr. Fosters and Smith. It's a free download. Get it now. And speaking of some pretty amazing technology, our next guest, her mom, invented something pretty cool. And we welcome Jan Mooneyham to the radio. No, that's the mom. We're welcoming oh, Karen Zaxton. Karen Zaxton. Okay. Yes. Hi, Karen. How are you? Well, hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. So now tell me what your mom invented here. Well, she has invented, we have invented, the first implantable microchip for pets with GPS tracking capabilities. So it sort of takes the best of both worlds of implantable microchips and GPS collars and puts them all into one device. Now, it seems like a real gimme. It seems real obvious, like that should have been done years ago, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought, and that's what caused me to do some research into it. I just wanted to buy one for my pets and found out it didn't exist because of the battery technology. Uh, once you put something inside a pet, it's not like you can go plug them in and, you know, recharge the battery. So until very recently, the battery technology just wasn't there to power these kinds of devices. But now uh, researchers have been able to self-power cardiac pacemakers, and that set us free to go develop this chip. So your oh. what does your mom do as a living, for a living what, by trade? What My is- mom is a retired senior citizen and a really darn good bingo player. so what was her technical prowess around this none it started out one day where we were worried that the dogs were going to get out while we were on vacation and every time i go on vacation there's just this little tiny nagging in the background i hope they're okay i hope they're not digging out to come look for me and we spoke about it and she said why don't you just get one of those chips that tracks your dog and i thought yeah you know my dogs do have chips in them i suppose if they got out they could be tracked and I was under the impression that the chips that are implanted in the pets now could do the tracking, but they cannot. Nope. So I just wanted to buy the chip, and when we couldn't buy the chip, I began doing some research and uh, discovered that the technology was finally there to power the battery. So we went ahead and filed patents, and now we're moving forward. So wow. who's doing who's doing the dirty work? The well, technical- that would be me. <laughs> okay. So what we did is we hired a professional, we are making a prototype, and we hired a professional CEO, his name is Wayne B. Norris, and Wayne has 37 years in uh, technology, finance, engineering. He holds six nuclear patents himself. So he is your typical techie, nerdy guy who is just drooling to be working on this prototype. He is perfect for the development of the chip. 
We also reached out to the doctor out of the Georgia Tech University who developed the battery technology, and he's expressed interest in collaborating with us as well, so now he's on board to help develop the battery part of the, the chip. I've got to ask, because my, my clients would wonder, what is the safety potentially for implanting something that is an energy-producing element? Um, have they looked at that? Great, great question. Well, it's going to be implanted in similar kinds of biocompatible materials that existing microchips are planted in. And the way we're able to make this work, and I can't give away too much of our trade secrets, but the way it's going to work is the chip is going to be powered off. And that way we can serve battery power. And the only thing it will be doing is giving off little tiny bits of energy that are less than, than anything we experience just walking around an airport, for instance, that would say, here I am, here I am, sort of like a beacon, you know, once every minute or 30 seconds or two minutes. And what happens is once the chip is implanted into the pet, it's off. And and then there's a geofence, which is a virtual boundary that is able to be set up by the pet owner. Super simple. It's just literally clicking a couple of points on a map with a, with a mouse, and it draws this invisible barrier. And it's the invisible barrier that then sends out alerts to try to detect the chip. So if the boundary system does not detect the chip, then it sends off alarms, and you get an alert to your phone or your iPad or your computer uh, by text or email or both, and then what can what you do next is you just simply hit the link that comes in that notification, and it immediately turns on the chip, and the chip notifies you of its location, so you can immediately begin tracking your pet. Hmm. So the way to make this work is to be really stingy with the power, and that's going to make it safe for pets. Hmm. How long will it last? Well, the battery, that's what's so fascinating. Um, the battery is powered by mechanical movement. So simply by the animal moving, it's creating power to generate enough power, I should say, in the battery so that when you go to turn it on, it's on. They're saying that in the next five years or so, we're going to be able to set our cell phones down on the seat of the car, and just the sheer vibration of the car moving is going to power the cell phone and recharge it. They're talking about sensors in our shoes uh, and in our hoodies and clothes to power your, your iPod, your phone, Battery power is completely changing, and they're saying that batteries are going to be a thing of the past. Mm, that'll be beautiful. So this is really not in – no one can buy this now. It's in the Kickstarter stage where you're trying to raise money to really launch it, correct? Correct. We know we can build the chip. Uh, we've reached out to one of the biggest uh, implantable microchip manufacturers in the world. They're collaborating with us on the actual microchip part. And so we know, based on all the discussions we've had with the engineers, that we can build this chip. Um, we are now going out on Kickstarter. We're going to be raising money to build the chip, and basically people are pre-ordering uh, their microchips during the Kickstarter campaign. And if for some reason we can't build the chip, which we don't foresee, then we'll give them a GPS collar instead. Mm. Okay, which already exists. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a very cool idea. Now, how much money do you need to raise? We only need $50,000. That's not a lot of money. No, it's not. No, it's not really that that much of a big deal. We do know, you know, the, the doctor from Georgia Tech has developed the battery power. Uh, we're working with a microchip manufacturer already, so we're saving costs in that regard. And we've teamed up with one of the biggest app developers who develops um, 
apps for companies like Verizon and Motorola. So these aren't the little game apps that we play on our phones that, you know, someone can easily create. This is a a major manufacturer of apps because a lot of this is going to be run by the software. So it seems like a great idea, and I'd like you to keep us posted as it proceeds forward. And people that are interested in being involved in, well, getting one of the first chips can donate at your Kickstarter page. Absolutely. And how would they get there? It's called Escape Alert. Is that it? Yes, you go to kickstarter.com, and you can look up Escape Alert, and it'll run through November the 21st. And we're also going to be sending out a a press release soon, an announcement. We're going to offer naming rights to the chip. So maybe a large corporation, a pet corporation, could uh, buy the joint naming rights to the chip for $50,000, which would absolutely let us develop the chip. Do you have any money that I could borrow, Judy? I'm I'm thinking like HAL 9000. I I have about... The animal radio implantable microchip with GPS. I like it. I'm telling you. I think I have 50 cents. Yeah, that won't do it for now. Sorry about that. Okay. Keep us posted. It seems like a great idea, and it, it, of course, because the whole idea is that it's implantable in pets. Nobody's thinking about, well, it also could be implantable in humans. In kids. Uh, Let's not go there. (laughs) Well, you know. Let's not go there. We're only looking at it for pets. And one of the reasons this is is better than a collar is that my friends in the U.K. and in Ireland uh, on Facebook have communicated that pet theft is a huge problem there. And the problem with a collar, of course, is that, you know, they can, the thieves can just take it off. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, keep us posted. It sounds like fun. Will you uh, make sure to follow up on this, Judy? I will. Find out how this goes. When does the Kickstarter campaign end? November the 21st. Oh, just right around Thanksgiving. It should be a nice Thanksgiving for you. We sure hope so. And thanks for having me on. We really appreciate it. We're really excited to, you know, hopefully leave a legacy and, and really make a difference for animals. We're going to head back to the phones, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Kind of interesting how a human pacemaker technology can lead to something for pets. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank Stella and Chewy's for underwriting this portion of Animal Radio and their brand-new intro pack, the, Chi- the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. All great, great food. You can try it out, figure out what food your dog likes, and then buy a whole bunch of it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Learn more over at StellaandChewies.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you, just in case you haven't met him, the dog father. Joey Volani, exclusively on Animal Radio. How are you doing, big guy? I can't complain. I'm doing good. It's a little warm out here today, huh? It is. It's a little sticky. It is. Sticky. I'm schwitzing like nobody. This is summer in California. Yeah, around here, we don't get the summer until after the summer. We start getting our summer in the fall. It, it actually here. feels like New Jersey in the summer. It does. Yeah. It's humid. It's, it's wet. Humid, yeah. wet, humid 100 and, degrees. Yep. Wish you were back east now, huh? A little cooler, uh, at least. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like the warm weather. I don't want to go. I, I don't like the cold anymore, so. So what do we got on the docket today, Mr. Villani? Well, anyway, I had an email from a woman who has a Yorkshire Terrier. And the Yorkshire Terrier has um horribly um oily coat. And on top of it, um, it has ear infections. that They're putting medication in the pet's ears that are, that's also very oily. The problem that they're finding is, is even when they bring the dog to the grooming salon, they can't get the oil out of the coat. 
The funny part about this is this is super common. It's a combination. Number one, the skin thing, you really should see a veterinarian or a dermatologist and find out what's causing that problem because it happens to Yorkshire Terriers a lot, but for a number of different reasons, and they should diagnose it because you want to, you want to clear that problem up. In order to deal with it and to deal with the medication that's coming out of the ears that they can't get out, most of the shampoos they use aren't going to be strong enough to greasers to get rid of that. So there's two things you could do. The first thing you could do is, is if you are going to use the pet shampoo, don't wet the pet first. What you want to do is you want to put the, the soap on the pet, lather it in. Um, you could dilute it a little bit with water to spread it, especially if um, you're buying some of the over-the-counter stuff and not going to your groomer to get it because it's thicker. Put that on, rub it in, and then rinse it off because that's going to break down the oils a little bit more and strip it away. The other thing you could do, which works um, really, really well, is um, Dawn dish detergent. And one thing, make sure it's Dawn because some dish detergents will react differently um, depending on what's in the product itself with your pet skin, where Dawn has been proven to actually be somewhat safe. Um, I wouldn't bathe my pet in it all the time but it's going to solve the problem. And um, that will also break the grease barrier. The other thing, if you don't do this, what ends up happening is you, um, fleas are attracted to this type of condition like a magnet, and they will only make the skin condition worse because they like a dirty environment. You do that, one of those two, and you won't have a problem anymore. I started washing Ladybug. I used to always wet her and then just put the shampoo on her, but now I've started just putting the shampoo. She doesn't have any skin conditions. Should I still do it that way? No, if it, listen, if it's working that way, it's fine. It's yeah. definitely fine. Um, I, now, I, one thing I do want to add, though, I wouldn't put the Dawn on straight. The Dawn, you can actually wet the dog. It's a strong enough degree, so it's, mm-hmm. gonna, it's going to break it. And don't get it in your pet's eyes. I don't use Dawn on her. But you can use it on your penguin. You can use it on your oil Yep. You can use it on your seagull and your seabirds and, yes, anything else that's got oil on it. There you go, Joey Volani, the dog father on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal, and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. Oh, you do the moon dance so well. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. talented you are. I've been practicing. Judy has been scoring all kinds of great gifts for you for the big Facebook Wacky Wednesday contest that Allie, our new social media director, has just started. And she and they're having lots of fun with this. I don't know if you've had a chance to head on over on a Wednesday and check out these Facebook pictures of some pretty wacky pets. I love the pictures. If you happen to have a picture of a wacky pet this week, <laughs> you could win dog rocks, which they're kind of weird. They, they, they lower the pH in your dog's urine so that you don't leave stains on the grass. You know those orange stains when they pee mm-hmm. around. 
but they also say that it, uh, it takes out impurities of water and is does a lot of great things. So hmm. if you'd like to win this this week, upload your Wacky Wednesday picture, if you will, at our Facebook page. Hopefully we're going to check in with Susan Sims on the Get Your Licks on Route 66 adoption tour. So far, they've adopted over 200 animals. Awesome. And this weekend, we are in St. Louis. So if you're listening on KTRS, you want to head on out to the uh, Tillis Park mm-hmm. at 9551 Litzinger Road in St. Louis. It's the 24th annual Canine Carnival. Also, a whole carnival going on over there as well yeah. as adoptions. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And then next week, we're going to be in Chicago. Yay! Yay! Love Chicago. <laughs> at uh, the Paws Shelter at 1997 North Clyburn Avenue. And then uh, Sunday in Springfield at the PetSmart at 3183 South Veterans. This whole schedule up at Get Your Licks. Com. And hopefully, uh, if you're looking to adopt a pet and you're along our route, Route 66, you'll get to visit with us and go home with a brand new forever friend. Uh, we get lots of calls here about litter box issues. In fact, that's probably one of the top oh, yeah. three calls that we get about cats. Yeah. Either they're oh, not definitely. using them or one thing or another. And I just saw your brand new blog. By the way, Dr. Debbie does an amazing blog about animals. And uh, we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. But I see this week you're talking about building the perfect litter box. What your cat wants you to know. It's what your cat wants, not what you want. And okay. that's what we got to differentiate because most people set up the cat's litter box with their needs in mind and not the kitties. So this is my blog basically addresses what kind of things do we need to look at that the cat wants. Um, everything from the size. Too many cats have small litter boxes. Um, we need one that's about one and a half times their body length. Can't squeeze into those little things. Mm-mm. And then also we consider the view. What are they seeing when they're in the box? Most cats want to know what's coming and going by their area, so they don't like being closed off. They don't like having a lot of traffic on behind their backside while they're trying to do their business. It's really kind of just keeping in mind what they are wanting. Now, we put this cover on it to keep the litter from coming out. Is that bad? Do they feel trapped in there? Depends on the kitty. Some cats that are really timid and nervous, they, they like that kind of privacy. But for the average kitty, they don't like it. It's kind of equated to that of touching the walls of a porta potty. Sure. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> that makes me touch the side of those things. So, you know, cats can feel the same way about entering an enclosed space. Um, so, you know, you just got to kind of change it for the kitty. And a lot of people put their litter boxes right next to the washer and dryer um, or some other appliance, and it can give off heat and vibrations that can be aver- um, an aversion for many kitties, too. How many litter boxes should the average house have that has, oh, well, let's say, three kitties or four kitties the general rule is one more litter box than the number of kitties so if you had three cats we'd want four litter boxes Um, but some of the the most important things if you have a multi-level home you definitely need to have um, boxes on multiple levels even if you have only one cat because there may be uh, times when the urge hits when they're upstairs versus downstairs Mm. or something might change in the environment where they don't want to go down to the the next level so putting all five litter boxes in a row next to each other a lot of people do that well i've got five litter boxes there they are you know, and it's funny. I had cats that only one would use one of the select boxes, and then the other box they both would use. So um, it, they do have preferences. There is a little bit of kind of possessiveness about that, and you have to respect that and give them those opportunities and make sure they have uh, the ability to go. Um, some cats won't go through certain hallways uh, to pass another cat or a dog that might be in the area, so you have to give them opportunities elsewhere in the house. How much litter should we put in? Because I know that's so expensive. The clumping litter this, these days, you could spend 70 bucks on 
in a bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where uh, more isn't necessarily better. And the ideal height has been figured out to be about two inches of litter. And some cats actually like less. Some like kind of scratching down to the bottom of the litter pan mm. and feeling that smooth sensation. So you have to kind of play with it for your individual cats. Um, and the general consensus overall is most cats do prefer the clumping fine uh, texture of the clumping litters, but it does vary. So you have to kind of find what works for your cat clay, some of the natural um, uh, biodegrading um, litters. Um, just really depends on what your kitty likes. I actually use carpet in one of my litter boxes because that's what my cat likes. So I put in a piece of carpet for her and she uses it. She won't use the regular litter. Oh, yes. Why does so, she just pee on the carpet then? She does. That's what she was doing. So that's how yeah. she fixed that. Oh, <laughs> so that's clever. She, and she climbs in the box, and it's got the texture she likes. And she climbs in, and it's carpet, and she uses it. Boy, we really have to adapt for our <laughs> cats, don't we? Absolutely. And you know, you got to keep that little box clean no matter what. So you're going to go through a lot of carpet. Oh, I <laughs> that's do. What you're using. I, you know, anytime somebody gets rid of carpet that's still usable, I, I get it, and then I, I sit out there with my exacto knife and I cut up all these little squares and have stacks of it. So yeah, I go through a, every couple of days. I have to put in a new piece of carpet. What a glamorous well, life. Yeah. yeah, and if you if you got litter, you're going to have to scoop, preferably once to twice a week. If you have one cat, more cats, you're going to need to be scooping more frequently. You just showed me a picture of this cute little four-month-old kitten that you had yeah. in this morning. What was what was he in for? Oh, it's really kind of a cool, interesting case. And this ki- little kitten, four months old, had scabs, crusts, and sores on the ears, face, nose, and on his toes, right where his nails are. Um, and we biopsied him and diagnosed him with a, a kind of unusual immune condition called pemphigus foliaceus. Unusual in a kitten, that is. And we do see it in adult do- uh, dogs and cats sometimes. But it's really kind of interesting. Um, it's the immune system. It's an autoimmune uh, disorder. Um, and sometimes it can be triggered by some things like different types of drugs. Um, there are some flea tick products and some sulfa antibiotics that have been known to cause these type of things in uh, dogs and cats. But it's usually treated with steroids. So hopefully we'll get this guy under control and hopefully be able to wean him off of it. But it's just very interesting. And I think that's one thing a lot of people, this cat was actually, people were concerned it maybe had ringworm or some other type of skin condition. And so if your dog or cat has uh, scabs, crust on the ears, the no- the bridge of the nose, it really should be evaluated. Don't assume it's something else and start treating it because obviously if we treated for ringworm, we'd be you know, wasting our time and putting this you know kitty through a lot of trouble here. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Another stellar hour, this hour's hero. Somebody who's been on the show many times does not know that he's going to be the hero. I don't believe. By the way, if you know someone that's going above and beyond the call of duty for animals, could be a animal, a single animal, or lots of animals, send Judy an email, your voice at animalradio.com. Let her, let her know who's doing good work. Nominate them for our hero person of the week. Uh, also coming up in just a few minutes, Joel Silverman. What color is your dog? He's written, you know, he's the Hollywood trainer. Mm-hmm. He trains a lot of Hollywood dogs and actually trains dogs for the silver screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he has a book out called What Color Is Your Dog? And, and that's I, what he bases the training on, depending upon the color of your dog. Not you, the color of their fur, though, right? No, no. You have to, yeah, you have to read the book. It's not, okay. It's not their fur. I don't understand. But it's not like a brown dog's trained differently from a black dog. That's he'll not he'll explain it to me yes. later in easy hal terms yes and uh, oh joey was 
Joey got sick last hour. I don't know if it was something from... I don't know. He ran out of the studio. I think he ate way too many chocolate eclairs. I brought those in this morning. <laughs> I bring in just enough for everybody. Sugar shock for all yeah. of us. <laughs> so I, hopefully he'll be back. We don't know. How many did you eat? I didn't. I haven't had a chance. I've been too busy working, thank God. Come to think of it, I'm not feeling very well. <laughs> oh, well, we got to get the show done. Okay, you can't let's leave. Let's move. we got so much to do. Yes, we do. And let's, yep, with Bill, we have uh, Dr. Debbie. This, this one's for you. Hey, Bill. All right. Hi. How you all doing? Great. Good. Great. Yes, uh, I'll call and I got two dogs. One's a lab beagle mix, seven years old. The other one's a shih tzu Maltese mix. She's also seven years old. Okay. My problem, and what's going my problem on? Is, well, they both seem to be having uh, um, something with their with their skin, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That, that the little shit do, she'll chew herself right raw toward her back end, and okay. they they uh, the lab doesn't chew herself raw, but. She's constantly trying to bite herself, like, in her rear. And she always wants me to, when I'm home, she always wants me to be scratching her rear end. Okay. okay kind of a special uh, spot where you, you scratch and that back leg goes. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is now, on her belly, the, on the lab, on her belly, she's got a little bit of a growth there toward her back Okay. Uh, like in her pit there on the one back leg. Okay. But then she's got like uh uh tags, skin tags oh, under okay. both under both of her front legs. They don't seem to bother her. But it's this other is breaking out and this constant itch and carry on. And I call because the vet that I've used for twenty years just retired. Oh, okay. And and the vets here I live in, in upstate New York and these people want a hundred dollars just to bring the dog in. Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, so I have you tried any to... remedies as far as, um, at least with your previous veterinarian, to tackle this problem, or is this just a new onset of problem? No. What I've been doing is I've been bathing them when I get home because I'm truck driver. I'm on the road all the time, but I bathe them, uh, you know, with a, a dog shampoo. Okay. And, and then I've been using hydrocordone spray okay that seems how's to that help, help it seems to help the itch a, a bit although the lab it doesn't help her butt at all mm, she just okay. comes nuts with that sometimes and i remember the vet told me something about a, a gland just inside of her of her butt sure yeah and he said okay. if you took in in run your finger around that and cleaned it out or whatever, it would help. I'm scared yeah. to <laughs> hurt. I don't blame you. You know, it sounds quite uh, unpleasant when we describe the, the anal gland expression process. Uh, yeah, but th- those glands are sitting you know, on either side of the anal area, and they definitely can cause problems where dogs will lick, scoot, drag their bottom. Right. And, um, yeah, I, so that I kind of thing... For for the best uh, health of your relationship with your dog, I recommend taking her either to a vet or a groomer and having that done. There are folks that do this at home, but, you know, there's kind of that, uh, what I call a breakdown in that bond. You know, like, really? Do you you got to do that to me, Dad? It's, it's just... Uh... <laughs> 
But yeah, that would be definitely something simple to have addressed and taken a look at. Now, in the area where you're at, with having both dogs with these symptoms, I gotta say, vigilant flea control is gonna be really very, very important. And even if you don't see fleas, you're in an area where I'd still worry about that. So if you haven't been using a regular product, I would consider using something, especially some of the different topicals that you can apply once a month. And one that we use pretty readily is Advantix 2, um, which has some nice sustained uh, protection. Um, You want to do that, but also make sure we're not missing some really serious medical problems. And it might be worthwhile to pick up that phone and call around, see if you can find a vet that's kind of more in your mindset and maybe your budget of what you want to have done. But I think it'll be real important to make sure these babies don't have something else going on, like other types of skin mites or an allergy or an infection that we need to be trying some different things. And uh, the hydrocortisone spray is a great short-term fix, but if we really have a proven itch that continues despite that, then there's got to be some other ways that we get around that. And for me, I like to sample the skin. I like to look at what's on the surface of a critter. Um, So sometimes even just for a vet to get their eyeballs on a pet, it can make a big difference in giving you that direction if continuing down what you're doing is, is right or if we need to add in something else along the way um, but as far as like the anal glands gosh yeah you know any kind of butt scooting and licking that would be uh, you know number one thing on my uh, white glove uh, test <laughs> there sure. and, and yeah. I'll always last because I sl- slap uh, that white glove on quite a bit here in my <laughs> office but you know these kind of gland things can be a real problem um, and kind of a silent problem for many dogs where they may not even show symptoms so yeah I think sure. it'd be worthwhile to get these babies into the vet there Okay. I appreciate right. your call today, Bill. All right. Thank you, guys. I listen to you every Saturday. I wish you was on all the time. So, so ah. do we. So do we. Because <laughs> okay. we could be, we could buy yachts and mansions and all kinds of things <laughs> if we were on all the time. Hey, listen. Let us know if that works. If you have any problems, uh, give us a call back. If you, uh, if you can't find a vet there, there's a good list over at AnimalRadio.com. And okay. Y- Shop around. Find a vet that you like and, and one that fits your budget. Let them know. Because it's hard economic times for all of us, you know? They understand. I, I, like, I like this vet that I had because he had horse uh, racehorses. He did? Oh. Yeah, he owned racehorses, and I used to go up to his farm all the time, you know, and, and that's how he became acquainted with me. But, you know, because him and I both love horses so much. Horses and dogs. Horses and dogs. What a good combination. Hey, thanks for listening. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two, I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three, when buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four, I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch Kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. 
If you want to work until you drop, reduce your standard of living in retirement or lose more of your hard-earned money in the stock market, then just ignore me. But if you'd like to generate a steady, predictable income, I'm talking real wealth and financial security for as long as you live, then listen to this. A free report is now available that reveals the money-making secrets Wall Street and the banks don't want you to know. It reveals how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your money in the Wall Street casino. To get your free special report, visit bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800 392 Hey, this is Paula Pounce. Don't wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio, I love that. Hey, hey, this is Paula Pounce on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive! Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N dot com. Judy wants me to remind you once again, this week at our Facebook page, you could win the Dog Rocks. If your dog leaves those little urine stains on the lawn, this mm-hmm. will supposedly put an end to that. That's right. And uh, that's for your Wacky Wednesday photos at our Facebook page, so do that. Also, the Animal Radio app to uh, ask your questions of the Dream Team. If you don't want to call on the phone, you can ask directly from the app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. And a few minutes ago, we were talking about all the great events that are happening. And the 6th Annual Bow Wow Brunch Cruise at the Helen Woodward Animal Center happening October 19th. This is really cool. Awesome. Bring your pup along and enjoy some great food and uh, fun out on the water. And it all goes to the Helen Woodward Animal Center. That's a great center doing great work in the San Diego area. And in fact, from the center, we have on the phone the top dog there, Mike Arms. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you today? Well, you know, I'm thinking the last time we talked now, there's been a lot of a lot of brain cells since then, so it's hard for me to remember. And I'm thinking the last time we talked might have been about almost 10 years ago. No, it hasn't has it been, been that. Well, and, and it's always fun talking. Since then, you, uh, well, the last time you were on, the last couple of times, you told a story that I want you to tell again. I know you probably hate telling this story over and over and over, but it is such a moving and emotional story. And for brand new listeners, I want them to hear it. Please tell our listeners how you got involved with saving animals. Sure. Well, it all started way back in the late 60s, and I'm originally from Kentucky, and that's not where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be a farmer. I wanted more out of life, so right out of school, I just went to New York, and I figured that's where I was going to make my conquest. And the fellow that was giving me the interview at this unemployment um, facility at this employment facility said, well, you're from Kentucky, you must like animals, and I figured he's a genius. He saw a picture of a horse somewhere on a calendar, just assumed everybody from Kentucky likes animals. 
And I said, well, animals are okay. Get on with the interview. And he said, how would you like to work for the ASPCA? Well, I didn't know what that was. And he explained it was a place that takes care of unwanted, mistreated animals. Now, I want you to know that the ASPCA is a much different place today, nothing like it was back in the late 60s. But back in the late 60s, um, after I accepted the position, I found out in a very short period of time I didn't want it. In seven months, I lost 25 pounds. The ASPCA back then was killing 140,000 animals a year. Mm. There was no discrimination, made no difference. The cutest eight-week-old puppy, eight-week-old kitten, most magnificent golden retrieve I ever set up, made no difference. The holding period back then was 24 hours. If nobody adopted or claimed the animal in 24 hours, they were routinely killed. Mm. And they were killed by a method of high-altitude decompression where 15, 16 animals at a time were thrown into these crates and rolled into these high-altitude decompression chambers mm. where all the oxygen was sucked out of their beautiful bodies. And that's what we were doing to these beautiful animals we all claim we love so much. And then the street gangs in New York back then were going through a phase to torture puppies and kittens, to hear them scream, to show they had no emotions. Well, I just couldn't take it. So... I had a good um, offer from an insurance company. I was going to leave. I gave the A my two weeks notice, but somebody had different plans for my life. <laughs> Six days before I was to leave, they came to me and they said, Mike, we have a dog hit by a car on Davidson Avenue in the Bronx. And I said, okay, let's get a driver out and get it. And they said, that's just it. We have no drivers available, and this little one is in really bad shape from the calls coming in. So I did just what any of your listening audience would have done if they were in my position. All I did was take off my suit jacket, put on a uniform jacket, and took the ambulance out myself. And when I got to Davidson Avenue, this little black and tan Shepherd Terrier mix looked just like Benji from the movies. He was laying in the street, and he was bent almost backwards in half. The car that hit him hit him with such force, snapped his back, and just left him there to die. And when I got out of the ambulance and I'm standing above this little one and he's shaking so badly from fear and pain, just as I'm about to reach down for him, that's when these three fellows came out of the apartment building doorway and said, what do you think you're doing? And I said, it's obvious. This little one's dying. I'm taking this to the hospital. They said, no, you're not taking it anywhere. I said, why? Is this your dog? They said, no, we're betting on how long it's going to live. Jeez. And I said, well, you guys are really sick. And I reached down, I scooped this little one up, and I'm holding him cradled in my arms, and he's shaking so vehemently I thought it was going to fall. So I just looked down at him, and he was staring into my eyes just as he was staring into my soul, and he held me spellbound for those seconds in time. And his body just started to relax as if to say to me, I feel safe now. And then just as I turned to reach for the ambulance door handle, that's when these three fellas beat me from behind, stabbed me and laid me in the street oh now the gosh. roles are reversed i'm the one lying dying in the street that day but that's when i found the compassion that these beautiful pets have for us that we as human beings will never be able to emulate we do not have that capacity that little one had one more act of kindness to give mankind and he blessed me with it that little one that should not have been able to move by any shape of the imagination found a way to crawl to my side, and he started to lick me back to consciousness. He would not give up on me until I opened my eyes again. And when I opened my eyes and I was staring into those beautiful brown eyes one more time, 
and I started to realize what was taking place. I laid in that street, and I cried, and I prayed, don't do it. Don't take my life today. Give me another chance, and I promise you, I'll devote my life to them. Well, seconds, not minutes, but seconds after I made that promise, my friend gently closed his eyes and crossed over Rainbow Bridge, and we will take our walk someday that was meant to be. But from that day to now, I have kept my promise. From that day to now, I have helped facilitate and save more than 10 million pets. So I take what I do very seriously. It's what I live and breathe, and it's all because of that little one that day in the Bronx. Mm. So we, what a story. We do this uh, segment here, Mike, called the Hero Person of the Week, and I didn't want to tell you prior to the interview uh, because I didn't know if you would come on with us, but <laughs> you, you're our hero person for this week for all that you've done for the animals and continue to do for the animals. And you have a great event coming up. It's Remember Me Thursday. And another idea brainstorm of yours. Tell us about it and what what's going on. Well, I guess it was, I, I know exactly when it was. Uh, a year ago, September, we were having our annual international conference. And about five weeks before the conference, I was just reading, again, another one of the tabloids, stating how many millions of pets were going to lose their lives in this country this year and millions more around the world. And I got frustrated. I said, we are bringing these beautiful, magnificent animals down to be nothing more than a number and a statistic. We're forgetting how beautiful they are. We're forgetting that they were wonderful pets that wanted to give love to someone, mm-hmm. and we have to bring it home. So at, I talked to my team, and at our conference, we gave everybody at the conference flameless candles to light a candle to let the orphans that didn't make it know that somebody did care. They didn't die in vain. Somebody did care. And to shine a light on orphans all over the world waiting for a chance to give somebody all the love that they have. Well, all I can tell you is this thing just went viral. Everybody jumped on it. Everybody was tweeting about it. Catherine Heigl, Ellen DeGeneres, Kristen Chenoweth. Everybody was just tweeting. 68 million retweets were done. Wow. Whoa. 139 countries actually came to the website, rememberme30.org. 82 countries around the world actually held some sort of candlelight vigil, lit candles in honor of orphan pets. It was the biggest thing that's ever happened that brought the whole world together for one common goal. So when we saw how big that was going to get, we said, okay, let's do this on the fourth Thursday of September every year. Now this year, if you look on the website, rememberthursday.org, you'll see all the luminaries. Uh, spokesperson of the year is Catherine Heigl. You'll see Kristen Chenoweth. You'll see David Backus, athletes for animals. He's the one that brought back some Soshi pups and oh, him and yes. his wife created athletes for animals. You really need to talk to these wonderful people. They're just great, but they all, they're all getting involved right now. You know, we haven't even opened up the website yet for the lighting the candles, but there are almost 300 organizations and 14 countries involved. And if you read what they're doing in these other countries to 
bring attention to Remember Me Thursday, I'm telling you, it's just going to melt your heart. And try to read after we open it up tomorrow afternoon is when we open up where they're able to light a virtual candle. Try to read what people write. It's so, it's so inspiring. I can only get to do about 300 of, them, of the 5,000 last year because I kept crying, crying, <laughs> crying. I just, I just couldn't do anymore. I yeah. mean, it, it's just beautiful. But when you read it from Sri Lanka, from Bosnia, from Thailand, from all of these countries, all caring and showing their love for pets, it will warm your hearts. Mm. The website is RememberMeThursday.org. Check it out right now. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Our hero of the week and an amazing man who continues to serve the animals, Mike Arms from the Helen Woodward Center in San Diego, California. Thank you so much, Mike, for joining us. Thank you for all you do for animals, and you should be the heroes of the week. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Hi, this is Danica McKellar, spokesperson for the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Presented by Fido Friendly Magazine and powered by Ford, the tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. Thousands of dogs, puppies, kittens, and cats are in shelters around the country just waiting for their forever homes. To find out more, please visit FidoFriendly.com. Open your heart and home and adopt a shelter pet today. I did it myself two weeks ago, and our entire family is in love. Hey guys, if you're into fantasy football, you've got to check out FanDuel.com. At FanDuel, you play in one-week fantasy football leagues for real money with immediate cash payouts. You only play when you want, and you can change your team any week. FanDuel is paying out over $10 million every week this season. And right now, FanDuel is giving you up to $200 free. That's right. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Just go to FanDuel.com, click their microphone in the upper right corner, and enter code 7272. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Code 72. Wow, Geico's been saving people money for over 75 years. 75 years? Are you joking? No, they've been around so long that the Dead Sea was still alive. Geico's been around so long that rainbows were still black and white. They've been around so long that kids rode the school horse to school. I thought you said you weren't joking. Well, I wasn't joking about the 75 years. Geico, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Oklahoma State University is considered America's healthiest campus. Now it's launched the nation's first comprehensive, full-time, university-wide pet therapy program. Thirteen dogs are in the pet therapy pack, called Pete's Pet Posse. It's named after OSU's iconic school mascot, Pistol Pete. The program will help students, faculty, and staff deal with emotional and stressful situations, like finals, Many studies have shown, of course, how animals can help reduce stress and lower blood pressure, triglycerides, and even cholesterol. 
Hills Pet Nutrition recently won on its challenge in how Blue Buffalo markets its products and puts down its competitors. But it looks like Hills got a little carried away with the victory. The National Advertising Division says Hills went too far when it started promoting the win. It seems that Hills PR Department sent out so-called article starter kits to certain bloggers about Hills products and included links to press releases and articles written about the Hills Blue Buffalo dispute. Mm. Well, I'm pretty sure everybody involved in this situation had the best intentions, but I'm really glad this promotion stopped pretty much as soon as it started. A Pizza Hut in Australia has apologized for offering a free small animal with the purchase of 10 large pizzas. The deal was offered in connection with a local pet store. The corporate office at Pizza Hut says it had not approved the promotion and no animals were actually given away. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster & Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian-owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster & Smith has thousands of name-brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com, because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hey, guys. If you're into fantasy football, you've got to check out FanDuel.com. At FanDuel, you play in one-week fantasy football leagues for real money with immediate cash payouts. You only play when you want, and you can change your team any week. FanDuel is paying out over $10 million every week this season. And right now, FanDuel is giving you up to $200 free. That's right. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Just go to FanDuel.com, click their microphone in the upper right corner, and enter code 7272. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Code 7272. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced. Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed. If you want to work until you drop, reduce your standard of living in retirement or lose more of your hard-earned money in the stock market, then just ignore me. But if you'd like to generate a steady, predictable income, I'm talking real wealth and financial security for as long as you live, then listen to this. A free report is now available that reveals the money-making secrets Wall Street and the banks don't want you to know. It reveals how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your money in the Wall Street casino. To get your free special report, visit bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. I've heard of a wonder bra, but I wonder what Jill Nispel was thinking. The 35-year-old Floridian woman was recently arrested for stuffing her bra with a parrot. It was a rare green-winged parrot she stole from her employer, Baby Exotic Birds of Englewood. She then tried to trade the parrot for a vintage car. But when she told the car's owner about her bra-stuffing technique, he called a good friend of his. 
who just happened to be the owner of the bird shop she stole the bird from. The parrot was valued at two thousand dollars, and the bra stuffing bird snatcher was charged with grand theft. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Animal Radio. Don't forget you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android directly from the app. As well as call 1-866-405-8405. Two ways to get your questions to Dr. Debbie or Dog Father Joey Villani. Uh, let's head to the phones. We have Sherry on the phones. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How, how about you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, I got a brand new puppy oh. about three weeks ago. A teacup chihuahua. Oh, wow. Oh. Little guy. Yes, his name is Sophie, and um, I noticed after I had her for just a short time that tips of her ears were curling backwards, and at Mm -hmm. first I thought it was really cute because they reminded me like the little pixie shoes, but now they're really turning backwards, and I did some research and it said some things, but I want to double check with you because I don't always believe what I read on the internet. Well, that's a good policy to have, definitely. you got to be a little skeptical. You mean you're saying I shouldn't believe everything I see on the Internet? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, we, we do see this in some breeds of, of puppies where the ear tips curl kind of backward. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's usually something that they will grow out of. Um, now, when i got to ask, when you got her, were her ears, were they standing erect at that point? They almost were. And then within just a, about five days, they they turned up again and then mm-hmm. and everything was fine and then they just I just noticed just a real slight curl and then now they're really curling so I mess with them you know I, I try to and people say pin them and everything if I pinned her ears she'd be at them in a second so I was like yeah. You know, and the honest truth is that in most dogs, this will return to normal. It may not be for many weeks or even several months, but usually by the time we're about six to seven months old, especially if those ears have been up and you saw them go into that erect state at one point and right. they just kind of curl back after that, they're going to go back. You just got to give okay. it time. Now, yes, you can do taping, and, and there are definitely oodles of resources that you can look at for taping, but normally Chihuahua ears do stand on their own, so we really don't have a lot of concern that we need to do that. If it is done, I have had people that I will just advise them to stick to something simple like cutting a little bit of mole skin and kind of affixing mm-hmm. that to the inside of the ear to give it a little bit of extra upright um, rigidity. Um, mm-hmm. but, other, but really, I mean, it's, it's just an aesthetic thing. And yeah, it is kind of cute the way they curl backwards like that. So um, I would say enjoy the... She weighs all of a pound and two ounces, and her ears are huge, and and just curl backwards. It's it's the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, I'd say enjoy the photos now, because, you know, Mm -hmm. the chances are they're going to get better. But, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts, you know, in these young pups, you know, if if there's some kind of bodily inflammation going on, um, whether Mm -hmm. they be, you know, they're cutting teeth or that they have some kind of... 
Uh-huh. That's the common thing you'll probably hear on the Internet is that, you know, while they're losing their teeth, their, their ears, and I think it's just a timing thing. But there's also, I've even had dogs where um, we've had heavy worm infestations, and that's just an inflammation in the body, and, you know, the oh. ears kind of could be the, the thing. So as long as you've worked with your veterinarian, she's in good health, you're deworming her. Otherwise, I'd say just give it time and um, enjoy those baby's cute little ears. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Thank Thanks you for so your much. Call. Thanks for your call, Sherry. We appreciate it. one 405 Still a lot of time to take the uh, animals. Great time to take the animals out and go out and play. And that's uh, why we have this event calendar coming up in just a couple of seconds. This is something we started brand new with Janice Brown. And she does Tales, Inc., which is a e-magazine and a print magazine, too. Is that correct? Yep. In Chicago, we have a print magazine, our, our home city. Chicago. We're, they're pretty pet-friendly there, aren't they? We love our pets. We don't. We can't love the cubs, so we have to love our pets, right? Yes. Okay. So, what do we got this week? Tomorrow, okay, right? Tomorrow, for for anyone who happens to be on the East Coast, out in Philadelphia, always an important event. And I love the way that a lot of these um, nonprofits incorporate pets. So, this is the pause for the cause. And they are raising money. It's the Fox Chase Cancer Center. And this is their 15th annual event. So this is a staple in the community. They get three to 400 people and almost 200 dogs. That's a lot. Yeah. So, and there's something for everyone, music, contests, games, you know, everything that you want, but definitely for an important cause. And if you are, again, on the East Coast, um, coming up next weekend, Saturday, October 11th, from 11 to 3, it is like a quintessential New York dog event. So Central Park Paws oh. is, yeah, they are going to be at uh, Mid Park at 72nd Street. And, I mean, everything, tic-tac-toe, tricks for treats, behaviorists. And my favorite thing, which I'm, we have to track this, it is the world's largest dog selfie. They're going to try to take the biggest, like the most dogs? I don't know. We're going to have to see. I can't imagine that it's like, you know, the largest dog because that's hard. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking they're going to try and get as many dogs as possible into one selfie. So that's what I said. We're going to have to see what that looks like. Wow. Oh, very, very cool. What else do we got going on? One of my favorite, again, in my hometown of Chicago, and I have uh, personally judged the Spooky Pooch Parade for many, many years. It's super fun. It's at the Chicago Botanic Garden. It's the one day of the year that you can bring dogs into the garden. So people love that. And it is just amazing. They have one category where you have to um, tie it into horticulture. And people get crazy. There's dogs with, like, moss on them. And it's, very, it is, it's really a great event. Well, so don't, don't all the dogs destroy all the botanics and the flowers and everything? And that's why they're only allowed once a year. Oh, okay. That's like the swimming pool. At the very end of the year, they can go into the swimming pool. Before they clean it and close it down for the season. Right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun there. Yeah. And as uh, as things are turning colder in Chicago, there's still a lot of warm weather out in the San Diego area. So you can enjoy the sixth annual Bow Wow Brunch Cruise. Oh. which has everything, champagne, desserts, and, of course, uh, we can't control ourselves at the buffet, so let's see if our pets <laughs> will be able to handle an all-you-can-eat buffet. Your dog gets to enjoy the same two-hour cruise that uh, you can do on um, on the weekends normally, but this is a special one for your dog. 
And that, of course, benefits the Helen Woodward Animal Center in San Diego doing fine work. All great stuff. And then I think I think we have time for one more. All right. Well, you know, as you said, we have, of course, as as many paloozas, you know, that we have in the summer, we have lots of dogtoberfest going on. So this one happens to be in Florida, and it's for First Coast No More, no more Homeless Pets. And it will be in Jacksonville. And, you know, of course, lots of trick-or-treat type things. There's going to be food trucks, a costume contest. So getting in the fall spirit, even down in the warm weather in Jacksonville. Mm, sounds good. If we didn't mention any events that are happening in your area, that's okay. We just have a limited amount of time. Head on over to TailsInc.com. Tales Inc., and that's with an I, T-A-I-L-S-I-N-C.com. And find the event calendar over there where all of these things, in fact, the ones we just mentioned, are also over there. And uh, Janice joining us in the beginning of every month to give you kind of a, a calendar of what's going to happen during the whole month. Thank you so much. Absolutely. One of my favorite things. We'll talk to you soon again. Uh, let's okay. head back to the phones for your phone calls. Toll free. one 405 8405 for Dr. Debbie or Dogfather Joey Bellani right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. I believe we have, is it uh, John on the phone? Hi, John. It is. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. To my right is Dr. Debbie, and I understand you need to talk to her. I do. Push him aside here. (laughs) Okay. What can I do for you? Okay. I have a little Jack Russell dog named Gracie, and she uh, has a, I think I've been told it's a reverse sneeze, and and it just happens sometimes when she's sleeping at night or or during the day. It's almost like she's hyperventilating, but someone told me that was a reverse sneeze. And I was curious if that's true and what can be done about that, if anything. Okay. Is she in overall good health? Does she have any kind of current problems, any infections, respiratory problems? No, uh, she she does not that I'm aware of. And and, and she she has, sounds like a person almost with sinus issues with drainage. Sometimes yep. she yep. can detect a little wheeze. And I mm-hmm. didn't know if there's medication that could take care of that or anything to spray down the nose or anything. Yeah, um, good question. And reverse sneezing is very common, and it's it, it is kind of a horrible sounding thing. It kind of looks like they're going through a asthmatic attack. The interesting thing is that sometimes there's not really an apparent cause for reverse sneezing, and in other cases we can kind of link it to things like allergies. Um, nasal infection. Sometimes if a pet has a bad tooth, it'll cause um, a, uh, a frequency of reverse sneezing. Uh, we could even see other things like mites in the nasal passages. So there's some really weird things. And in, in colder climates that maybe they're still having some cold weather, some dogs will have reverse sneezing when they're outside in the cold weather. So there's a lot of different triggers. And the important thing is I'd say that we want to make sure there's not anything apparent medically that can be causing that. If we've checked that out and we don't find any cause for reverse sneezing, I'm not a huge fan on medicating unless it's a real problem and it's something that's kind of affecting the quality of the pet's life. 
Um, now, granted, the midnight uh, reverse sneezing things could be kind of upsetting for both pet and uh, the person sleeping next to them. But um, other than being a bit disruptive and uh, it looks horrible, but it's not really a painful thing. So if we're only seeing reverse sneezing infrequently, I'm really not going to medicate. For those pets that maybe have it and we're suspicious of allergies or something else sinus-related, I will try antihistamines. Um, there's oodles of antihistamines we use for dogs, anything from Benadryl to hydroxazine uh, to even some of the human ones that might be more of a prescription grade. Um, but you want to work with your veterinarian on that and see if that's something we really need to consider or not. Um, for those pets that it's just that once in the blue moon thing, I just kind of calmly talk to them, stroke their throat, and just kind of reassure them that everything's okay. Because I think if we act freaked out, it's going to freak them out all the more. Um, and just know that it's generally not anything too serious for you. Then I would definitely see about getting her to your vet and, and whether we try a course of antibiotics. And a lot of cases I'll treat for these little nice little nasal mites, which sound horrible. Um, but I'll put a pet through a treatment for that just in the case that if it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, um, then we kind of rule that off of our list. So, yeah, I, I'd, get, I'd get little Gracie taken care of and, and see if we can try a couple remedies if that will make it less frequent. If we can't then um, I'm going to feel pretty pretty comfortable that she's going to be okay. Just maybe a bit sniffly and sneezy like the rest of us around here. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Edible Radio. Thank you for your call so much, John. And give Gracie a big kiss for us. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. <laughs> Good thing I didn't become a singer, huh? Yeah, keep your day job, Hal. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connections with our pets. That's my day job. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Volani. And uh, let's head on out to St. Louis, where today they're just about to kick off the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Adoption Tour at the Canine Carnival. It happens tomorrow. uh, Tomorrow, I'm sorry, at Tillis Park. And uh, we go to Susan Sims. Hey, Susan, how are you doing? Hey, we're doing great. We're just setting up. We expect a record turnout. They This is a 24th uh, annual Canine Carnival, so they have a record turnout. Like 2,000 people are anticipated to come, so hopefully we can get some more people out here. Well, that's exciting that you were able to align up with such an, an amazing event out there. And, of course, we know from our brand-new listeners on KTRS that there are a lot of animal lovers out there in St. Louis, Missouri. So it should be a spectacular outpouring. And for those that don't have somebody special in their life, whether it's a person or an animal, maybe now's the time to head on out and pick up a little furry guy. And, you know, they give you the unconditional love that a spouse wouldn't. They won't piss you off like a spouse would. They, That's true. They don't talk back like kids either. How many do you think you've adopted so far? We're just uh, uh, almost halfway through. 
last we reported, I think we we're close to 200. So I know we've uh, gone well over that. And I have to tell you the generosity of people that are coming out to this because we have our big old spinning wheel full of prizes, you know, with that 20 products that people can win. And oftentimes people aren't even adopting. They just come up and they donate their $2 because they know it goes for a good cause. And we were in, uh, gosh, I think Santa Fe, Albuquerque. Uh, you know, we've been on the road for so long, I can't remember. But I had a, a generous donation. A woman came out and just dropped $50 in the donation and wow. uh, box. And, of course, that goes to the shelter at the end of the day. So it's just it's so much fun for us. It's, it's a, a way for us to give back and have fun at the same time. Let's see. Next week, you're going to be in Chi-Town, Chicago. We're going to be at Paz Chicago at the, the shelter. It's a state of the art. It is so beautiful. They have cats that, like, when you window shop, you go out there and there's little kitties that are sitting in the window. And people come in there <laughs> just to hold the kittens. These volunteers are outstanding. They come in there. They they donate their time just to hug and, and hold these little animals that they feel loved. It's, it's a wonderful place. Mm. Whirlwind schedule for Susan and on Sunday, Springfield, Illinois, with the PetSmart at 3183 South Veterans. All of these addresses, where we're going to be on the tour over at GetYourLicks.com. GetYourLicks.com for the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour and Susan Sims. The top dog, really, you you put this together. You continue every year to be the, uh, well, you're the... You're on the front of the boat. You're driving this thing is what you are. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my husband's actually driving. He We had the nice Ford 2015 expedition this year that Ford um, loans us for the tour. So he drives, and, and with the air card, I work on my laptop and uh, buy, you know do all the logistics. So we're, we're quite the team. What a great team you guys yes. are, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Hey, Tracy. Uh-huh. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on? Oh, just wondering about my dog. Tell us all the details. We know nothing. I know nothing. What is it? Okay. Um, well, I've got a. Um, he's getting ready to turn. Well, he's eight months old. Um, he was in the veterinarian getting neutering, and we kept him there to get um, kind of mended up so we wouldn't have to confine him. Okay. He's a he's a, he's a blue nose pit bull, and I just wondered um, while he was there, he had broken his leg, his back leg, left leg. And I oh, just dear. wondered if they had to put two pins in okay. his leg, and they're going to be there for the rest of his life. Will, will he eventually get um, arthritis in that? Or well, I'm a little intrigued. What is what happened to him as far as with the leg? Um, we really don't know. They had him out on a dog run. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, dogs will be dogs. Sometimes things happen, definitely. Now, do you know what area of the leg that the the fracture occurred? In the thigh. In the thigh bone. Okay. And as far as, um, was it something that the bone popped through the skin, or was it just kind of, it's underneath the skin? It didn't... No, it's underneath the skin. They said that them type of dogs get that. Like, they can break them really easy if they jump. Alrighty. Well, um, a lot depends on the outcome with fractures, depending on where the fracture's located and, um, you know, definitely things like age um, are to your dog's benefit. Young dogs definitely have a better time healing with fractures. And if they got good pin placement and that went in there and put things back in alignment pretty well, um, if we can keep them quiet, uh, that's also the big thing of postoperatively is really, no matter how good they put pins in and fix a, a broken leg, um, um, the home care is probably 
three quarters of the importance in making sure that he gets a good healing and a useful uh, leg there. So um, if if they got good placement and they felt good about those x-rays and there's no invasion into the, the joint area, then I would say I'd have every uh, reasonable expectation that leg will heal um, well. But that being said, you know, obviously something, uh, you've got a pretty active guy on your hands there, so I would make sure we work really hard at keeping his activity, um, activity post-operatively um, under control. So we want to limit jumping, uh, make sure that he's not running around like a crazy man. Uh, sometimes we'll use tranquilizers even to help kind of facilitate that if we got a really rambunctious fella. Right. Um, well, they try, you know, they tried that, but ever since he's been home, he's actually got his appetite back. And I just yeah. was wondering if he'll get arthritis in that when he gets older. Well, if it's in the middle of the bone, not likely. It's really if it gets close, if the fracture site is close to where uh, any of the joints are, then we might have a little bit more concern with that. Um, but if he heals up fine and uh, there's no reason to remove those uh, pins uh, unless there's a problem or some kind of infection down the road. So he gets to keep that hardware as a little remembrance of his uh, injury. So hopefully all, all sounds like it should turn out well on your end there. And uh, poor little guy, my goodness. And blue nose pits are so adorable. Um, They they are some of the best looking pits out there, I gotta say. Thank you. Yes, he's very cute. He's he's laying down right now while he's he's opening his eyes because he knows I'm talking about him. Uh, Well, tell him Doc says to take it easy, heal up, and don't get into trouble with that leg anymore. Thank you so much for your call, Tracy, and uh, hope all is on the mend there soon. Well, we have run out of time, literally. My apologies to Joel Silverman. We'll catch you next week. I want to thank Mike Arms, Karen Zaxton, and Finney, and all of you for joining us this week. Check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, Shih Tzu's, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, Pugs, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's dog's Best Friends. All these great Kindle books over at Amazon and, of course, links to them right from AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.